I was speaking with one of our teachers and uh, she was getting ready to go on a trip for uh, with a class. Mm-hmm. And they, the teacher just innocuously asked me about my background. And so I told her. Right. He, she asked about his military experience. And my dad uh, said, oh, I was a weatherman. And my teacher said, wow, that sounds like a great cover up for a spy. And he goes, oh, well, yeah, I did that too. Utopia <laughs> <laughs> tonight. Uh, we're doing we're doing good. I gotta I gotta say I, you really do kind of I don't know if it's on purpose, but you nailed like the cliffhanger in your TikToks because the I when the first time I found you guys I think uh, I I don't know that you I don't know if you didn't have that many up there yet or you were just starting to do them, but because there wasn't any more, I was just like no, it's <laughs> like maybe, maybe they're on YouTube, maybe like maybe they've written something, and you just kept me waiting. It's amazing. Well, she's in school. Yeah, I, I only get to film when I'm at break, so oh, we post like once every two months. Oh my god, that is that if that's what it is. I would recommend taking her out of school immediately. Yeah. There's no reason. <laughs> <laughs> this is way more important. That's the solution. Yeah, TikTok over college. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm we, on we, side. she needs a few more zeros at the end of her revenues. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. I understand. Uh, I read something online um, that you had found out uh, when you were 19 that uh, your dad was a spy. I found out when I was 16. 16, um, okay. Right. But still kind of a long time to be hiding that, right? Yeah. yeah. Hide anything. You- <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, I left a pile of clues for you to figure out and you did not pick <laughs> up on it. She, she just didn't get into Q. <laughs> Am I just supposed to ask that question to everyone I meet? Are you a, are you a spy? You know, is that just a common question people ask? Yeah. It's like the myth that if you ask a cop if he's a cop, he has to tell you. I don't know right. who created that, but you know you have to tell me. No, I don't. It's ridiculous. Um, were you at all, sir? Were you at all worried when you when you were about to tell her? Like, was there any kind of like uh, trepidation on your part? Or was it kind of, were you like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, no, it, it didn't come out like that. It was actually more stumbled upon. I was speaking with one of our teachers, and oh. a, uh, she was getting ready to go on a trip for uh, with a class, mm-hmm. and they the teacher just innocuously asked me about my background, and so I told her. Right. He she asked about his military experience, and my dad uh, said, "Oh, I was a weatherman." And my teacher said, wow, that sounds like a great cover up for a spy. And he goes, oh, well, yeah, I did that too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Was your your reaction like genuine at the moment? You were like, we're going to talk about this later. (laughs) I I don't even remember. I think I had always kind of known because I had always teased him about it. I'm like, oh, like, you're a spy. But he would just laugh. 
And then he finally admitted it. And it was just, it was just the satisfaction I needed. And you know what? It was so valid. He didn't tell me because the first thing I did, I was like, guys, guess what? My dad was a spot. You know, I told everyone. I mean, <laughs> you know what I did? I got him famous on TikTok. That's a really good reason not to tell me. Yeah, that's a that's a good point there. I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind that you were immediately like, we got to get this online. <laughs> um, yeah, my, I have a, I have a uh, one of one of my best friends who I actually dated in high school. We always just joke around that her dad was a spy because he would literally only be there on the weekends, go away to Washington for the rest of the week where he had another apartment and he, and he said he worked in computers and that was it. And we were like, no, he kills people. <laughs> we were like, there's, but I mean, I get, you know, he, it's just super mysterious. So I understand the impetus. Like I would have been like, you know, wanting to know what was up too, but like, uh, that's, that's like gotta be the coolest thing. Did you, uh, did you immediately start berating him with questions like right off the bat? I, I try. I really try. He is so good at avoiding the question. Wow. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's something I aspire to be, to avoid a question like he can. Oh, I, <laughs> my, I, my wife tried for the first few years we were married, but she gave Really? It. Wow. Do you, do you ever feel like, um, because I know nothing and I feel like I'm, I have that burden of knowledge kind of situation going on where like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills sometimes, especially in the world we're living in now, just with COVID and everything else going on. Do you do you still feel that kind of pressure? Like you know so much and can see so, you know, much about what's going on, but you know nobody else does. And you can't say anything, or are you kind of relaxed? No, you got to remember this was back in the eighties. This is Cold mm -hmm. War. It's right. Just, you know the world has changed dramatically. Although I I would argue that we're kind of coming around again. But mm -hmm. yeah, uh, uh, do you have a bunker? <laughs> <laughs> that I can <laughs> no, but there are a lot of people that think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to believe because the only spy stuff I ever, you know, I, I know of is, uh, um, uh, you know, meet the Fockers where the dad's got that RV and it slides into the thing. And, you know, and that's, that's about all I know. Yeah. No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not any of that. Um, yeah. is there anything? No RVs. No RVs. <laughs> no. Um, there's a bunch of questions too. Like, you know, I know that we, you, you guys very kind of discussed it, but you talked about, you know, uh, a possible world war and stuff like that happening or whatever. Is, is that like, you know, something that you kind of think about? Is that something that worries you? You were at college. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever, do you ever think like what's coming ahead? Like, how do you keep it calm, kind of relaxed and like, cause you're asking some really heavy questions. And either he's he's either not answering them fully or he kind of gives you a such a straight answer that you're like, oh, is that it? <laughs> it's so matter of fact. Or, or have you learned to kind of compartmentalize? I think an interesting thing for me is I'm political science, majoring in political science. And Love I just that, remember calling my dad one day. I call him up. I was in halfway through my comparative politics course. I'm like, dad, I don't think our democracy is going to last. And he just goes... Oh, you figured that out now? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I guess. Wow. So he's, he's just so blunt with it. And um, I think all the World War Three questions, I started them as a joke. <laughs> I don't think he thinks they're a joke. <laughs> he's being real. Um, and it's worrying me a little bit more every part. Um, what can you yeah. do? No, but I know what you mean because I'm like one of those people like I prefer to know. Like I really do. Like I enjoy like 
you know, uh, I enjoy knowing everything I possibly can about COVID. I don't care if it's bad news bears when it's coming up in the next couple months or whatever. As long as I know what's up, I do feel more relaxed by it. I find that most people are not that way, though. They would really rather be that horse in Central Park with the blinders on, looking down into a feedback, you know, like doing whatever. And I, I just don't, I'm not like that. Are you, did, it, did it take you a while to, when you were in the army and doing that kind of stuff to wrap your head around getting information and knowing that much? Or were you immediately like, I'm cool? No, it's just, it was a job, you know, right. you did what you got to do. I totally have a question. So we asked this of everybody, like all of our celebrities that we have on. When you were a kid, did you ever envision yourself? I'm going to be a spy when I get older. Cause I think that's something kids do envision. Or were yeah. you just like, no, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> no. what did you want to be? You know, as at a, at my youngest age, I wanted to be an orthodontist. <laughs> Wow. Okay. wow. <laughs> and and then I grew up and got a little smarter and says, there's no way I'm going to do that. But right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then what was the path that it took? So you went, so I would assume you went into the military early or no? No, um, it was a rather disrupted home life. Okay. Um, I was hanging out and not working. And my mom finally got tired of it and said, bye-bye. Wow. So I said, well, I'll show her. And I went down to the recruiting office and signed up on Friday. And on Monday I was on the bus. Wow. So it was a spur of the moment kind of thing. It <laughs> wow. uh, just turned out that the recruiter had me go through a series of tests and the aptitude lang defense language aptitude battery was something that I scored very well on. So they said, well, Hey, we got this job. Wow. So that I was said, that okay. Old <laughs> but Is it, it was six years and two stripes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is it more of a, it, did it feel like your decision at the time uh, when they, when they said like, Hey, we think you'd be suited for this. Do you want to do it? Or were they like, you're doing it? No, that was a choice. Okay, that's cool. That's nice to be able to make that kind of choice to be, uh, you know, a, a spy. Like I can't. Like I had a spy kit when I was a kid, but I didn't solve any crimes. You know, I think I figured <laughs> yeah. out who was. You know, <laughs> they you know, one of those mini cameras. I did. I swear to God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have my grandfather's mini cam, like a little, uh, little one of those little like hidden camera. I don't know why he had all that shit, but um, <laughs> uh, but he did. He had all that kind of crap, and I cool. have. It, right, it is super cool. Was there, uh, was there ever a point where you were like genuinely like uh, fearful, like maybe like about to get caught or anything like that, or like, you know? No, there were situations that I was in that were very uncomfortable, but I don't think I was ever deathly afraid, oh, other cool. than an instance in an Italian bar. Oh, really? <laughs> a spy instant? Like a, like you were about to crack a case or just, you know. No, guy? I was actually, I was, I was just out on a date oh. and oh. there was a, a carabinieri and another guy sitting at the bar who started getting into it. Mm -hmm. And I just stepped in to try and calm things down. And the next thing I know, he pulled his gun at me. Wow. Hmm. So the bartender who could speak English said, he's carabinieri. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, all right, all right good to know. <laughs> um, it, when you're when you're with your dad and stuff like that and you're out, are you like kind of watching him at this point now too to see if he's like like surveying the landscape, the area? Like when he comes to visit you at college, <laughs> are you afraid he's going to know who you're dating, that he already knows what's up? Like, is there any of that? Because I would be kind of paranoid, like somehow, you know, my parents aren't spies, but somehow they always knew what was going on. I can't imagine having a dad for a spy and feeling like he doesn't know what's up. <laughs> well, I don't think I really feel that. I'm pretty open with my parents. They usually know what's going on. I think mm -hmm. one instance of I'm like, oh, he knows too much was we used to live in Dallas. <laughs> no, we used to live in Houston and Dallas, but Houston's mm -hmm. when this happened. And I remember he just picked me up from school one day with my like favorite stuffed animal. And he's like, okay, we're off. We're going. We're driving five hours away. And I was, I was like seven. Apparently he was also a weatherman, of course. And he knew mm -hmm. there was a hurricane coming. He could like see it in the sky. And he just, he didn't tell anyone. He just, he just got our family and drove off. Wow. <laughs> this was like. Yeah, right. Oh, Ike? oh my god. Wow. That's crazy. Oh dude, I would kill to have somebody like that. I wouldn't even care if he didn't tell anybody else. Like <laughs> we beat the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that you're like, you know, 30 miles down the road and then you call your friends, hey, just a heads up. <laughs> I don't know if you saw us running out the door. Uh, <laughs> but there's a storm coming. Um, that, what was the weatherman? How, how did you wind up doing the weatherman thing? Um, I had the, I, I had not finished enough school uh, while I was in the service. I'd been in for a number of years already mm -hmm. and I got the opportunity to take another job. So I just looked for whatever had the most school available and weather forecaster was it. So wow. that's what I ended up doing. <laughs> wow. So other than orthodontry, though, what, did you have any other passions? No, that's just it. I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I like a whole lot of things. That's the best. I've always lived by the mantra that to be an expert, all you got to do is know 10% more than the next guy. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the jack of all trades kind of thing because it feels like, one, you're never bored. And two, you just have a, a multitude of things you can do. That's kind of like I'd rather I'd rather know a little bit about everything than know only one thing and be a total, you know, uh, right or at a party. Then you right. You'd have to find other people you could converse with. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then that gets very lonely. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Um, do you have any interest in going into that? I mean, you're in political science. Was that because of your dad or is that just a natural interest that you had on your own? Oh yeah, no, never. That spy sounds really boring, honestly. <laughs> he, he said that the worst injury he got was a sore butt because of sitting too long. So yeah, not interested. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what my path entails, but I don't think mm -hmm. spying is one of the paths. Yeah, I feel like that's got to be a hard thing to follow in anyway. Like you can't just—that's one of the few things you can't just inherit naturally yeah. from. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to go into the family spy business unless you guys are like, you know, have your own private operation. <laughs> right. Oh, well, my, <laughs> wife, my wife wanted to be a private investigator. Oh, really? really? Yeah. She worked for a detective. Yeah. Wow. Is that how you, when did you, how did, when did you tell your wife that you were a spy? How did that come up? Oh, it was early on. We, oh, actually, okay. we met on an airplane on a flight between Los Angeles and Hong Kong. Wow. And, uh, you know, 
a 16, 14, 16 hour flight, you got plenty of time to talk. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you still one of those people that like looks for stuff all the time or can you shut it off? Define looks for stuff. I, I like when you were, you know, I mean, like just based on the profession and how many years you did it and everything, like, is it, um, is it easier for you to enjoy a situation or if you're maybe out, like, let's say in public or any, like, you know, uh, I'm observant. Let's put it that okay. way. Yeah. Cause I, it, it was weird when my stepdad was around, he was, uh, you know, um, he was in the military and he was in Vietnam and stuff like that. But when we ever got into a crowded area like New York, which he wasn't used to always being in or whatever, he was very like, I felt like he was always on high alert. So it was always kind of absolutely. Yeah. Like almost, almost like, like a natural innate ability. And I want to always wanted to be like, are you having a good time? <laughs> because <laughs> I honestly don't know. Uh, and he'd be like, no, this is great. I'm like, is it? <laughs> but yeah, I always find that kind of interesting too. Um, do you ever wish you could go like uh, in certain situations, let's say, you know, politically or whatever's going on in the country, do you ever wish you had more access, maybe able to step back into it? Mm, that's a tough call. I, I actually don't think so. I yeah. am of an age now that it's time for her to take over. Nice. Very cool. You know, it's just, and, and that's something that I really hope we try and get across in the TikToks is that younger folks have to step up because the old ones are really screwed us. Yes. I, I, yeah. I absolutely agree. And it's kind of interesting, too, because, you know, that's one of the things I did get out of your TikToks is that there is kind of a clear message in, in spite of like, you know, all the ominous stuff that you guys leave behind and like playing around with, you know, all the questions that you're asking. There is a clear, concise message. And I kind of like that you just said that that is what you're trying to do, because I was like, I don't know if they know they're doing it <laughs> or, or or if it's just my own lefty brain that I'm just kind of like, I'm getting a good picture of what's going on. But I, I feel that. I feel the same way. Is that something that are you interested in the activism side of it and kind of doing that kind of stuff with your political science degree? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm wearing my ACLU hoodie right now. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> we and and we have seen that we've made an impact. I mean, we made a video just saying, please get your vaccine. Like my dad wants to go to Alaska. Like we can't this flight, you know, putting a little yeah. humor on it. And there were comments that legitimately said I wasn't going to get my vaccine, but like I trust your dad, you know, and I got it. And it's nice. just crazy to have that influence on. That's that's so that's so awesome to me. That's the best thing we we've been trying to do. We have a, a friend of ours who's a professor at Columbia, um, and uh, is a public health lawyer and expert. And we're always you know every time something big's going on, we've had her on. Tom's been doing it since the beginning uh, with her, and I just try to post those as much as possible, hoping somebody will listen to you know, uh, her or or you know make some sense of what's going on. And it's so frustrating. Science. Yeah, or science, yeah, <laughs> just in general. Because it is it is like, you know, I've got so many people, because I've been doing comedy for 16 years, and I know a lot of, you know, obviously comedians, but I can't get, there's just some of them that don't get it. And uh, and then they're surprised they've gotten COVID or they've spread it to their family. And I'm just like, you know, I cancel my shows. I've just, I had to cancel the month's worth of shows. I was supposed to be in Boston, D.C., and Vegas, because I booked all that stuff before mm -hmm. the next variant. Right. Um, and, uh, and I canceled them, and... Uh, I know at least two of them will not have me back again. But yeah, I'm supposed to be on a plane tomorrow. Wow, it got canceled yesterday morning. Wow, yeah, it's so. it's insane. And I don't do you do you do you see a way like that? There's a way out of it, or just because it like do you have any optimism 
for what's going on because what what we've heard what we've been discussing is like that this this shit's just uh gonna be an endemic at some point i i would argue that yeah we're in for a new reality um my only sliver of hope is that we've lasted this long right yeah yeah that's a good point yeah it is kind of weird too because the other thing we were kind of discussing the other day was like um just the health concerns because of how long it took you know, first responders at 9-11 to get like the Zadroga bill passed and all that other stuff to get the health care they needed for being the first people exposed to all that stuff. I was wondering the same thing. Like, is there anything that's going to be set up for, you know, uh, I guess, quote unquote, first responders or essential workers of the pandemic? Because we don't know how bad long COVID is going to affect people. So it's like, is there going to be anything set up for people who had to be involved in it for, you know, officers, police, military, anybody that had to be out when they didn't need to be. And apparently nobody has an answer to it. Well, 20 years, you got a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point too. I love that. That's the kind of answers that uh, will probably keep me up. Uh, <laughs> 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 but I love that you just threw that out there. Like, no, oh, yeah, another 20 years. It'd be fun. Um, is there a, um, is there like a, um, a thing that you and your dad kind of want to build up on? Cause I know you have your merch and stuff like that. That you've been going with and the TikToks you're getting out there. Do you think maybe you see maybe speaking events if COVID allows it, if there's kind of a thing where you guys can go out together and kind of spread a message or something? Um, we haven't really thought about this. I mean, this series started as a complete joke. <laughs> complete joke. Um, yeah. That would require work. <laughs> right. You <laughs> need five minutes. Um, I, th- I honestly would enjoy that. It's just a hard time constraint. I don't see him that often due to being in college. Yeah. Um, but we've slowly been building up. I've been posting more this break. We've released merch twice. We'll probably mm-hmm. do a third round once we find the time for it. Um, yeah. But it's kind of just, it's one of our hobbies, really, this TikTok series. It's fun father-daughter bonding. Oh, yeah. That's, That's nice. The best. Yeah, that is the best part of it. Because uh, you guys seem to do enjoy each other's company. As... <laughs> well, uh, the number's growing, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's always kind of fun. Absolutely. I have yeah. screenshots for every 100,000. You too? Followers. Oh, that's so nice. That's awesome. (laughs) That's very cool. I think my favorite part is his friends buying our merch because I can just imagine him like showing up to his little buddies and like have a (laughs) shirt with his face on it. I just think that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have like spy buddies that you still talk to or people, you know, uh, from like back in the day who are like, can we get in on this TikTok thing or is it just you and your daughter? No, I've lost touch with most of those folks. I know where some of them are, but we really haven't communicated in years. Right. That's pretty interesting. Uh, do you get any flack from like your college friends? Like, are they like, can you ask your dad about this? Can you ask, like, do they, do they really kind of poke and prod you? Um, I don't really talk about it at college, honestly. Nice. Um, and I, people will only find out if I like, if they accidentally find me on their for you page or I'll post about it on my story once every three months. Right. 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 I'll show up at the sorority. Oh yeah. I, we, the move in day, move in day. It wasn't even, Oh my God, Maria. It was, yeah, there's the spy. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, hi guys. I would be wearing his face on a shirt. If I was, if I seriously, if I was going anywhere, I would just be like, this is it. I'm those people. Yeah. Well, I had a class that I actually dropped this class um, 
because there was a no technology rule and I take my notes on iPads. So Oh wow, that's it. weird. Um but I was taking a Russian twenty twenty two and there's a no technology right. rule. Well well, it's a Russian politics class. I'm like, you are emulating Russia a little too hard in this class. <laughs> <laughs> you need to chill out. But he was gonna speak in it until I dropped the class. But oh, that wow. would have been really interesting to have my dad speak in a four hundred person college class with all of my friends. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. That would have been incredible. Do you know what you were going to talk about? No. We didn't get that <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was I was at the embassy during uh, Perestroika, 86, 87 in Moscow. Wow. And um, so that's probably my closest on the ground uh, experience yeah. that I could relate it, when when all that stuff was going on when Trump was in office with Putin and everything they said about Putin basically you know being like this genius playing the system and everything did you is that kind of do you think that's true is that do you think he's as as brilliant as they give him credit for I I, I would argue that it's not so much he's a politician right and just like you get to read your room when you're doing stand-up, he can read the room. Right. And he's got a lot of smart people behind him that he listens to. He may not show it, but he listens. So, you know, we no. didn't have that. Yeah. That makes that's yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's all the advantage that you need, I guess. Two heads are better than one. Yeah. Do you think the uh, Capitol riot situation that we're kind of coming up on the anniversary of, or that's it? Like, there's a lot of stuff that's always in the press and in the paper that's basically like, you know, uh, this is the beginning. Sometimes, you know, everything gets hyped up. News like sensationalism, right. media like sensationalism. So, you know, we always have to take some things with a grain of salt. But it seems like this one particular narrative of that, you know, um, sometimes from ex-military, if I'll read it or whatever, is basically like, oh, that was like the test. And then the next one's going to be even worse. Do you think there's going to be a next one? Do you think we'll, that'll be allowed to happen? I think there will be, at least on a smaller scale. Okay. Uh, not necessarily at that level. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I definitely think we need to learn from that. Because there are still plenty of people out there who feel justified um, with violence nowadays. Right. And that... The, the escalation of violence is the bigger issue because yeah. once we start down that road, turning back takes a lot of people suffering really significantly. Right. Do you think there's any chance of quelling that kind of thing? With, with so Because to me, it's social media. And like, that's why, again, I love that you guys have been doing that kind of stuff and spreading a decent message because I know there's a lot of stuff out there that's like that. But, you know. I guess it depends on what you focus on, but it seems like everybody's got a niche they can find. Everybody's got a crevice they can crawl into and block out, you know, whatever information they need to, and then find their own justification for whatever, you know, uh, feelings they may have, whether it's aggressive or not. Do you think there's any way to quell the other side of it? Or do you think it's just, you know, too far gone at this point? You know, if I had that answer, I would be sharing it. Because, I appreciate that. You know, it, it's, as we've mentioned before, critical thinking is, uh, the, there just seems to be a significant lack. Mm -hmm. And that was something that we always went to our kid when we went to the 
open house at their kids' schools is we always queried their teachers. So what are you doing in regards to critical thinking around using the internet as a source? Right. Because there was, I mean, you know, our, our youngest or our oldest is, is 23 and we've been asking since he was the, in grade school. Mm. It's just, they're using the internet and I don't want, you know, a paper based on information from the internet has to be cross-referenced. It has to be fully vetted before you use that kind of information. It's just too easy to publish crap. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the scary part of it. Do you, Maria, when you're, when you're, you know, planning and, and kind of like uh, trying to get a message out there or whatever, do you feel like you want to lean towards more activism in like a public sense as far as like, would you get involved in protests, that kind of a thing? Or do you shy away? Because it, it is it is a tough thing, especially as a parent to go see, you know, your kid go out there and try to do. I've, I've gone to a couple. Um, I've been detained at, at a couple. Uh, <laughs> um, it's fun. Uh, not really. But, um, but yeah, like, do you do you feel like that kind of an impetus to it? Or do you feel yours is more in? like another area, like maybe right. She's been out there since high school. Oh, oh yeah. I, oh, really? I, I go to Berkeley. Um, the protests <laughs> are the highlight of my week. I mean, yeah. right before COVID, I was already wearing masks because it was like tear yeah. gas. You know, sure. there was, Ann Coulter came to speak at our school. Oh, oh my gosh. I know. Oh, what a great um, day. So we had like a really fun protest. There was like bomb squads. There was like seven helicopters everywhere. It was super cool. Wow. We were like, yeah, we, it was like the police were like fire hosing us. It was like the best day of my life, honestly. Oh, that's awesome. It was so when, fun. Yeah. I, well, I know what you mean, but I was not, when I was, uh, I mean, I've told, I've said this a bunch of times, so I'll try to keep it somewhat brief. But when I was 19, my buddy and I decided um, it was uh, Bush's second term. And for whatever reason, they came to my small town to, to campaign. And I was like, not in my house. So I, so, so I like, so we went, you know, thinking we would go protest, thinking there would be a protest. And of course we were the only Republican County in all of New Jersey. So we were just like, it was just us. And there was only yeah. two of us. And we were like, whatever, we're going to stay and we're going to protest. And they like ripped up our signs and said we couldn't have them. So like, we're like, okay, whatever. But we had put signs inside our hoodies. So as soon as we got in the building, we are just like, <laughs> like oh unfolding these things. So and funny. then they, we got detained by a secret service and we were in the paper the next day. What a great and, story. Uh, it was awesome. We were it's having a blast. year, honestly. Seriously. I was like, yeah, it was awesome. Everybody from our high school was like, you were in the paper. And we were like, we know. <laughs> like idiots. And then we thought we were like paranoid for the rest of like, for the next like few years. Like, are we on a list? <laughs> like is something gonna happen to us like every time we got pulled over or like you know we're going on a plane we we're like i don't know <laughs> but it, was, it was fine i was waiting for a dad to say yes yes yeah. you want to listen <laughs> yeah yeah it was like i happen to have it right here <laughs> let me get it out um well, john that's, surprisingly yeah. if if you read the comments that people write on the tiktok we have a pretty diverse crowd We've right. got people on both sides of the aisle, which is one of the things that I think is kind of important. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I don't think either party has all the answers. Uh, right. Just it's there are too many issues that that cut different directions. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, th yeah. th there are times there she's obviously a bit more on the left than I am, but. Mm -hmm. You know, I would expect that. I, yeah. I think the interesting thing is we made this one video and the only just 
the only semi-political question we asked, I mean, everything else was completely unpolitical. This was just like joke question. Is the earth flat? He says, no, all the comments, (laughs) liberal. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing what has been politicized. Yep. Oh my goodness. I know the Q stuff is crazy. It's weird because as much as I'm not like a government overread, you know, like kind of guy either, like I, I really do think that there's just a lot of areas where I would want them to step in. Like I want them to step, like what, what is your feeling on like a mandate of some kind at this point? Maybe it, maybe it wouldn't work, but like for vaccine mandates for passports at this point, I, I would love that. And I don't, everybody always gets the argument that it's an infringement on the constitution, on their constitutional right. But I don't think they understand public health or, or what, what's allowed. Is that something that you feel like we get to be able to get away with or no? Yeah. You know, I, I kind of go to seatbelts. Yeah. You know, it's, it's public safety. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mind it. You know, if you want to stay home and not get vaccinated, that's fine. Yeah, I agree. That's fine by me. But yeah, I'm more concerned. I'm really I think COVID concerns me significantly less than the vitriol in the public space nowadays. Mm -hmm. That just to me is much more of an issue. And if, you know, I I would argue that we need to redo our Internet libel slander legislation and put some teeth into it and and at least to go after originators or yeah. people who share things once it's been proven to be false if you share mm-hmm. it again then that is libel and you should be held for a libelous act that's it's a great idea i don't think that there's another way without some getting some teeth and some enforcement that we're going to quell this thing before we reach a violence. Right. There's definitely times where I've wished like, uh, you know, something would happen where there would be like an, uh, an EMP, you know what I mean? Like just something that would somehow take out just the internet. Cause I wouldn't mind. I know that's crazy. And I don't really, you know, you wouldn't really want it to happen. Cause I'm sure there'd be a lot of other, you know, cause and effect. ramifications. Ramification. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm just kind of like, but it would be nice. It'd be nice for us to, without any choice, be like, oh, my God, I can't go online for a month. And you actually have to talk to your neighbor yeah, but or something. You're dealing with human beings here. So a neutron bomb, which leaves the Internet and takes away the people, is mm-hmm. the more likely scenario. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of those it's one of those gems that's going to keep me up. <laughs> Oh my God. I like, I do, I do love and appreciate how casually you say something like that. Because at first when, when I process that, I'm like, Oh, a neutron. Oh my God. Like, I think I just broke it. <laughs> like if you say it in such a way that makes your, makes somebody's brain, you're like, Oh, okay. That's, Oh shit. That would be horrifying. Um, when you're in, when you're in class and stuff like that and you're, you're, you know, uh, learning about stuff have you ever come across somebody who said something completely contradictory to what you know to be true from your dad's experience and been like uh actually (laughs) or do you just kind of keep quiet sit in the back um maybe not what from what my dad's told me but definitely i mean you you have those classmates you know also remember she's been in school mostly during COVID. her freshman first semester freshman year was yeah pre-covid after that 
I keep forgetting how many that, that that that's still something I'm like slightly getting adjusted to that everybody's timeline and you know uh, level of normalcy has been completely disrupted. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy to me. I didn't even think of that. The fact that Your you've been experience in... is different. Yeah, absolutely. Holy shit. That's wild. Uh, well, then I apologize. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, when you were enjoying yourself uh, in, a, in a classroom setting. And I wasn't a poli sci major when I was in person. I was a math major. So. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> what made I you switch? Been, well, I switched my major 14 times. So. You know, wow. it's wow. Tuesday made me switch. You know, <laughs> I I got into Berkeley as CS, maybe possibly. Um, poli sci has been my longest. I'm actually declared in it now. I can't go back. Cool. I just picked up another minor and major just like a month or two ago, just for fun. But nice. I think I think I'd always had interest in politics. I've always been into advocacy. Um, and I was in, I was the only math major in my ACLU club at Berkeley. We we're going around right. the room. Everyone's saying their major poli sci, legal studies, like blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like I'm math. <laughs> and yeah. everyone's like, not for long. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and they were right. They were so right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I like that. I like that when I find out that somebody else is studying politics or doing anything like that, because it's just. I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how people don't get exhausted by it. Like our politicians at this point are so old. Even the ones that I do like and do admire, I know they're like at a certain point where they're not gonna be able to do it anymore. And I go, Oh, well, who's next in line? And I don't see anybody really next in line. That scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nobody wants to yeah, I don't want to be a politician. That sounds horrible. No, and it I'm, does sound terrible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but so you know what's funny though? That's the kind of people we need to be politicians. Somebody who absolutely doesn't want like I would love it if somebody didn't want to be president. And that not like Trump didn't want to be president, but I mean, like, like, like somebody who felt like they had a real obligation to do it and would rather be doing anything else, but just treated it responsibly, like the job that it is. I feel like I'd be more comfortable than some, you know, guy with an ego who's like, I absolutely should run the free world. <laughs> that, that, that always terrifies the absolute shit out of me when somebody's confident that they can do the job. And I'm just like, oh, no. As soon as you eject public servant, then... Yeah. Um, did you ever feel like running for anything like that after you got out of the military? Did you ever feel like you wanted to? No. A lot of it's, comments think I, he should. I know. Well, because it because it makes sense, because it feels like we're not getting the information we need to from uh, the people. That, the, the craziest thing to me is that, you know, you work so hard to get elected. This is what I love about, like, the Democrats, because it's like Republicans have that hive minded team thing that they do. And then the Democrats try to do it but like when the republicans get elected they do whatever their constituents for the most part you know all the hard you know whatever they do democrats tend to do this thing where they're like we we need your help to get elected and then like you just do everything you possibly can you campaign for them you're posting you're doing whatever you can and then they win and nobody you still don't get to take a break because you still get emails they're like we have more work to do and i'm like we <laughs> we just you're in the office <laughs> How much more can I possibly do? It's it's crazy. It never seems like it ends. Yep. I, I wouldn't make it through an election cycle. No. The, <laughs> the, the campaigning would ruin. Yeah. Was there is there anybody that you're looking forward to at the, at the next for the you know next election cycle, 2024? Not that I've identified, and that's even scarier. Maria, you gotta step up. <laughs> yeah, would you vote for me? Can you you're not old enough? <laughs> that's a <laughs> That's a good question. Would you vote for each other if you were Anne? Hmm. 
I don't know. I always, I think he probably was scared because when I was younger, like third grade, I really wanted to be a campaign manager. Um, <laughs> because In I third thought, grade? Was, yeah, I, I wanted to be a divorce lawyer too. I, I don't know where it came from. Wow. Who wants to swing? I knew, well, because, because that would be so fun. Like creating smear campaigns against Republicans. <laughs> That's a dream. That is a dream of mine. Oh you know, my that God. Be, that would be great. You know? That's incredible. Uh, he he didn't support my wish and dream to do this, but uh, okay. uh, I keep my head under a rock. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it does feel like that. Like I I honestly like I was you know during the beginning of the first pandemic or whatever not the first pandemic whatever we're we're still in it I don't even know what to call it the first sign of COVID whatever it is we're all we're all in lockdown and stuff you know I'm I'm you've seen some of my posts Maria I think or whatever but like you know I'm constantly I like being active I like using my my followers you know to do whatever I can um but there was a certain point where like there was a lot of um like faux uh um what do you call it activism that I kind mm -hmm. of almost felt like these accounts that just you know kind of procured material shared your shit and then I realized like oh my god they're just profiting off of this you know, as what, and that that kind of disheartened me a little bit because I was just like, "Oh man, this kind of this is a, a huge bummer." Like, do you ever like is that kind of stuff that you're aware of? Like when you're on, like, because you're so like huge on TikTok and it's it's kind of hard to get wrapped up in that kind of stuff. Do you kind of keep an eye out for like other interested parties or anybody that's kind of trying to do stuff? Um, how do you navigate I, it? Well, I never know when to keep my mouth closed personally same um i remember <laughs> during um the trump election you know little events last november um i lost so many followers so oh, many yeah. followers went on like an instagram rant 30 30 like slide story um just like facts after facts you know just rebutting i had people like reposting me, arguing, getting like all this hate mail, you know, death threats, you know, mm -hmm. I get an equal amount of death threats as like sponsorship deals, you know, oh. <laughs> one to one. Yeah. Do you show your dad the death threats? Cause I have a feel like that would must've been, that must be harrowing to a certain extent. Well, usually they're on me. I don't What did I do? He's the spy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got the same thing during uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's like when that first happened I like went out did this house booking thing this thing blew up it went viral and like I got threatened with a lawsuit and I was like yes because that's how lawsuits work through TikTok DMs uh, you know or Instagram DMs, you know what I mean I was like it's so ridiculous but they really try to like for a while I think I was just arguing with bots for like uh, a really long time and then I was like why am I doing this but it's it's kind of yeah. That's futile. <laughs> yes, it totally, it totally is. But I know what you mean because you're like, oh, maybe if I provide these people with the information, they'll be fine. <laughs> it doesn't work. Right. So disheartening. It is. I had one guy though. I don't know what made me even do this, but he was like going after like random posts, like even like stuff that had nothing to do with what we were talking about, just constantly. And uh, he would DM me this horrible stuff, and I DM'd him back, and I was just like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and he was like, "What?" And I was like are you okay? And I was like, because, you know, and I just kind of like right. talked to him like somewhat nicely about it. And he was like, actually, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> he was like, and then he, he uh, out of the blue, he just like opened up and was like, this is what I'm going through. This is what's going on. And he's like, I, I, it was the, it was a one-off because I don't think I should ever do it again, but I don't know what made me reach out and be like, what's going on. 
But yeah, he was just like, I'm really sorry. I'm just angry. We got about, he had a bunch of shit that he was going through. And I was just like, and now we're like buddies and he sends me his paintings or, or like through this thing, which is nice. But I was also like, that's never going to happen again. So I really shouldn't approach anybody in that respect. But my, my yeah. strategy is if they get to, there was this guy that was just commenting horrible, horrible things. Like, oh, I hope mm. your family dies, all that stuff. I'll find their mom's Facebook. And I'll, oh my God. I'll send them screenshots. I'm like, this is what your son is doing, you know? And that works almost That is brilliant. Time. I have never at all thought <laughs> That is amazing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good strategy. That is an amazing strategy. I've never in my life thought I'm going to find somebody's mother on the internet and rat them I out. I feel like that it. would work on almost every type of internet troll. They want right. to send something obscene in your DM. It's going straight to your mom. How do you like oh, those yeah. apples? <laughs> oh, yeah. No shade. Your mom will know. Yeah, <laughs> You'll find an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did it? Right, did Did it take you a while to kind of adjust to the TikTok thing to get to get uh you know used to answering questions, responding to people's comments, or do you let do you leave it to Maria? I leave it to Maria for the most part. I just show up. She says it's time to do a TikTok and. We just try and move somewhere around the house different. Wow. <laughs> he, he reads the comments and he'll he'll send me, he won't reply to the comments because he doesn't want people to know he has an account because sure. you, you can't find it. It's private. But, right. and he'll send me screenshots and he'll say some like sassy reply in the text. I'm like, yeah, you can comment that. That's totally fine. <laughs> right. I, 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 I didn't write this, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you, so have you're you ever... telling us your dad is the sassier one of the two of you. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's, he just texted me a month ago. He's like, I have a new question for this series. I haven't included this because it's not a good question. But he's like, <laughs> ask, me, ask me which U.S. soccer team I like more. And then I'll say the woman because I prefer winners. I'm like, that, that has nothing to do with our series. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. I totally agree with you. But I, I don't know if that's what our audience is looking for. And you, don't, you don't know. You know what's... So, what, what, do you th what did you say? I said the men have turned it around. They're getting better. So. They're getting better. But you know what I like? I like that there's a little bit of a troll in you. Like you're like, this is going to get a really good response out of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's amazing. You should do one where you guys just just pivot and say literally everything you know people is going to upset somebody. One whole episode. Well, he does that. I have to make him re-record. I asked him, like, oh, where would you want to be in World War III? He's like, dead. I'm like, no! We're not saying that. We're not saying that. We're, we have too much influence. We're not causing deaths. <laughs> I had to re-record oh. that one, like, three times until he finally said six foot under. I'm like, okay, so that could be a bunker. That could be <laughs> <laughs> I'll let someone fly. <laughs> Could be a bunker. Could be. We don't know. Right. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh you know, that's, that's the thing that really bothers me the most, uh, mm -hmm. I think, is people don't, you know, we went through a period, I guess, in the 90s where we got a lot of the Vietnam Hamburger Hill and, and a lot of the Vietnam era movies. And people don't equate the horror and the death and the maiming that war brings right they just see the glory sure you've got to live mm -hmm. through all that crap mm -hmm. to even pretend there's any glory and and they just and most people don't so right it's just i can't understand the disconnect there 
Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of that that's a really, really good point. And it seems like there's a disconnect with a lot of stuff like that. Everybody sees the end result of it because they're reaping the benefits of it. I mean, we've been pretty fortunate. I mean, even our generation, you know, as it like like I feel like I grew up uh, you know, before we had cell phones and internet. And I feel like everybody that's growing up with the cell phones and internet is extremely like they're even luckier than we were. And I consider my, you know, uh friends and I like extremely lucky. Like we had we had a lot of weird you know, kind of technological perks, stuff like that. But we didn't have to struggle to get anywhere, you know, right. to get to that place. And everybody yeah. that did, you know, you guys are the only ones around who know it. And for some reason, do you find that um, maybe maybe not in your case or maybe not in the TikTok thing, but like I see a lot of um, stuff on the Internet now where like the older generations are somewhat dismissed simply like I hate the um, boomer stuff. You know what I mean? The uh, OK, but like I get it. Like I I'm, I'm all for antagonizing that kind of shit. But I, I hate the idea that the generations, but we can't learn anything from people who are older than us. And at this point, it's a weird, does that bug you? Do you find any of that going on when you're doing your TikToks? No. And I'm a boomer. <laughs> yeah, people seem, seem to like him. They, they call him my grandpa quite a bit. Um, but <laughs> even when his dad went on the show, they're like, wow, your great grandpa's on. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> oh my god what did your dad think about you going to the, the military being a spy well you haven't seen that episode then have you? i didn't know i haven't oh my god yeah i was gonna say it. that was an episode that i have not seen i haven't it's, while they were here for christmas we recorded asking oh. retired spies parents <laughs> oh my oh, god wow. His dad that's wasn't great even, he wasn't even there when papa left for the military he, he didn't even okay. know what was happening. He was, <laughs> he was in Mexico oh. for a business trip, whatever that means. Oh, more I love it. More secrets. Um, well, I have two questions for the both of you while we're around. Uh, what we, do you want to uh, plug your merch? Oh, we don't have it out yet. We'll, oh, you don't have it out yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, it's well, only I'll, like seven day things. Yeah, we oh, just okay. do really limited release. So you gotta, keep updated. Oh. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I didn't know if you had any on you at the time, but I'll throw it into the, uh, the mix and, and we'll pop it in there. Um, so questions for both of you to answer, answer individually. We ask all the guests on the show these questions. Um, the first one is, if you can go back in time and tell your younger self something that would help you today, what would it be? You start. Mm. Don't drink. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a good one. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would probably tell myself to be a policy major and save myself two years of Switching my major 14 times. Nice, nice. Or I think my biggest regret is in mathletes, I wrote something as a mixed number instead of an improper fraction, and it haunts me to this day. I think mm. I would I would change that. As some as somebody wow. who is um, <laughs> completely mentally challenged when it comes to math, that is my whole life. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever you just said, I, I'm not a good math person. Everything else is great, but math, I, uh, I fear it. Which I, I feel like John wasn't a sports person either, so mathlete is totally outside yeah, of your realm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ran track. Uh, <laughs> Mostly no, to yeah. get away from doing division. Yeah. <laughs> it was how far can I get away from math class? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm terrible at math. I always feel like people who know how to do math really well are basically doing magic, which it, I, I think it, my, my buddy, my roommate for like the longest time was a mathematician. So like anytime he had stuff up on his screen that he, when he was working from home occasionally, it really did just look like he was a wizard and he was just making stuff happen. And I was just like, whatever you got to do, dude, I, I trust you. I don't know what it is. Like that news uh, story where the guy was sitting on a plane and the woman next to him was like, oh, my God, he's coding a bomb. But he was just doing math. 
Oh yeah, yes. I, <laughs> I know. I read that. It does look like that because it's happening so quickly, and they're in their own little world that you're like, he's really concentrating hard on something there. Um, and what about you? Oh, what, the other question, the last question is, uh, uh, what had to end in your life, good or bad, and it could be in your career or personally, uh, for you to wind up where you are today. These are really not questions for 20 year olds. I, no, it's I'm not. not it's not questions thing. for you, but I do. But that, that is, you're right. That is not a question for you, but I'll find another question. I got a question for you. It's, it's, it's the same as the first one. Drinking. Oh, drinking is real. Wow. So did you drink a lot earlier? Oh, when yeah. you were young, young? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. He was in Russia. Yeah. I kind of no, had I to, I guess. Before I got there. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. What was the impetus for you to quit? Reaching bottom. Hmm. Sometimes right. you got to get there before you can turn back up, though, right? You can't right. hit. Yeah, and and I I do drink now. Uh, mm. I drink wine now, but um, when I was younger, you know, first off, the drinking age was eighteen, and I started way before that. So mm. yeah, I always forget the drinking age was eighteen at one point. Like that's not, I like how all of you just nodded at me like really <laughs> that, that math that. stuff. <laughs> but no, it's not something that you think about. Like I don't think like oh my god, that's right. Everybody used to drink like when they were younger. Um, that makes more sense. Drinking age to be eighteen. If you could go to war, I think you should be able to have a beer. Oh, I agree that too. Was but, the argument. Yeah, right? that was the argument. I think that's a fair but argument. Maybe instead we should raise the dying age to twenty-one. Right. Well played. I agree oh, with that. Wow. Yeah. I agree. Is that something you feel like you'd be fighting for? If you, you know, want to. Yeah, no, I, you know, I would, I would, I, I would uh, support it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the choosing your battles is a talent. Yeah. And that's not one that I think I'd choose. Okay. First off, we would have to have a very significant shift in the the psyche of the nation because a huge portion of our military forces are under 21. Right. And kids get out of high school and gravitate to the, that's their job. They go into the military. Maybe they learn something they can do something with. Maybe they don't. I mean, that's that's a career path for a lot of folks. Do, do you find like the funding that we spend on the military to be uh, crazy as opposed to maybe defense again? I know I, I feel Maria's like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, you know, when I think of like um, where it could be spent otherwise, either like on space exploration, maybe not giving everything and leaving it up to Elon Musk, who I think is going to be an evil genius that winds up killing us all. I don't know why, like, right? And that's the feeling that I have. Right. Uh, um, I don't I don't particularly trust the guy who's treating everything like a toy <laughs> to, to, to send people to Mars. Like, yeah, it'll be great. Um, but uh, he's on the first trip. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the movie Don't Look Up yet? No. Oh, you guys have to, you have to watch. I'd be interested to see what you thought about it because it's very, uh, it holds up like a really decent mirror to our society kind of and and basically uses a comment that's hurtling towards us as a kind of analogy for climate change and COVID and all mm -hmm. that other stuff. And it's amazing. 
Um, so I do have a question for you that I feel like a 20 year old in college <laughs> studying political science can, after, uh, can answer. Uh, what would be the three major causes you really want to focus on and tackle once you once you graduate? Um, I am really into women's rights. I, mm -hmm. I work on that with the ACLU. Berkeley nice. is the only ACLU club that's certified by the ACLU. So mm -hmm. flex there. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and Stanford tried to make one and they were not able to. Wow. They're um, our rival school. Mm -hmm. um, so women's rights, I think, obviously, climate change is a big, I've taken both, multiple classes on climate change. I've created a whole podcast about like how to argue with climate deniers, mm -hmm. um, which I really enjoyed doing. So probably women's rights, climate change. A third one, honestly, I'm just like way too big into women's rights and women's representation. And I just wrote this research paper, 18 page paper on like, we had to choose a country and say what the biggest barrier to women's representation was. And I chose Afghanistan, which was a sad choice. And I was like doing my research. I'm like, oh, biggest barrier is they're killing women. What are you do about that? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a big enough issue that that's that one way to solve the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Practical. Right. Totally. So um, I, I've always been big into women's rights ever since I've just as a child growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've always been focused on that. And That's awesome. And we will continue to pursue that. What you said about, what was the podcast about learning, basically teaching people how to argue with climate deniers? Um, it was just for a class. I never really oh, it was just for a class? Um, but it was, it was, we didn't create a final project. And um, I just like found comet climate change denier arguments. And me and my best friend, we just made like how to combat like step A, step B, step C. Um, and it was really fun because I was taking a different class at the time that was that exact topic. So mm -hmm. I just really combine two of my classes to make it. Do you remember some of the points you had to argue? Cause that's actually fascinating because I feel like that's a lot of things that people don't understand is how to go point for point with somebody with either out making it not losing their mind and right. making it like super personal and just sticking to the fact, do you have like a, like a system? Um, well, okay. I have, I know when people will like bring up a certain argument, I have my combat to that. Like, oh, it's cold outside today. It's like, yeah, it's winter, Becky, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, the, the problem is it's colder than usual. Like, it's climate change. It's not global warming. I mean, it's right. Global, but, you know, the climate is changing and becoming more extreme. Or, um, gosh, I, I when someone comes with an argument to me, I can always combat it. But it's hard for me, myself, to think of those arguments because sure. I'm not the one arguing it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, that takes a lot of patience. That's actually, I was, I thought it was a real podcast. So I was like, that'd be an interesting thing to have somebody on there literally teaching the public how to go step by step with people and then know when to, because you know what another thing is too is when to leave. Right. Well, I also have another podcast. This one's actually published. Follow oh. Cal ACLU on Instagram. Okay. Um, and it's how to combat arguments from pro-life people on abortion. Nice. Um, and so I go step by step on how to combat those arguments and just try and empathize, understand, and like really um, be able to get through to people. Right. Empathizing is going to be really hard, I think, for a lot of people. <laughs> That's going to be the first step. <laughs> right. Right. Um, well, thank you guys. It's been an hour. It's been a blast uh, having you both on. I uh, hope you guys had fun and we'll plug the, uh, we'll plug everything. We'll plug the merch when you got it out there and your TikTok <laughs> and stuff. And seriously, it's it's amazing to meet you both. So you guys are awesome and I'm, I'm happy you got to uh, come on with us. So one more time before you go, how do they find you on TikTok? 
in t- TikTok. In on TikTok. TikTok. In TikTok. No, on TikTok. <laughs> How do you, what, like, what's the uh, at it's time? your age. <laughs> 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 um, yes, Maria Isabel Comstock, or just search up spy will probably come up. Or Agent oh. Buttercup. Or Agent Buttercup. That's his code name. He doesn't like oh. it. I love it. <laughs> love it. Agent Buttercup. Make sure you check that out, guys. And we really appreciate you guys coming out here and spending a little bit of time with us. Thanks so much, guys. Thank Thanks you so much. much. Nice to meet you both. You all. Take care. Right. Oh. 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 Oh.